take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Your Bible should fall open to that about now. And uh, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to uh, turn to it, I guess. But uh, we're going to continue on our, the, and finish up our, 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 our series here on being prepared under the day of battle. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, just like this morning, uh, we want to remember that uh, we are in a, in a battle. Um, it isn't a battle because it's the last days. There have always been, there's always been a spiritual battle. Uh, that battle started back in the book of Genesis chapter 3 when Satan tempted Eve. Uh, but but uh, and, and Satan tempted Eve just like he tempted Jesus on the mount, and uh, just like he tempts us today, uh, we are, we need to be prepared. And I'm thankful that God gave us armor to protect us uh, during that time. Uh, we we've covered over the last uh, several weeks. We've covered the the armor that we're to put on, and just like we mentioned this morning, it, it's it's wonderful to put on the whole armor of God. We need to put on the whole armor of God, uh, but it doesn't do us any good to put on the armor and wrestle not uh, it doesn't do us any good to, to be to be prepared but sit in the back ranks and never actually battle and my the the, the point to my message this morning is that the battle that we fight is not one that we fight physically it's one that we fight spiritually and it's not fought with our good works it's not fought with the things that we do or the things that we desire it's fought through prayer any battle that we lose is lost because we didn't pray. Um, so we started verse 18 and spent um, spent an hour and a half uh, looking at verse 18 and then going back into into Mark, the book of Mark and, and the, the, the parable that Jesus told there uh, that uh, the, the, the way we bind Satan, the way that we can accomplish anything in this world for the Lord Jesus Christ is through prayer. Uh, we can't do anything in this world for Christ without prayer. We can do a lot of things, and we can do a lot of things in our own ability, uh, but they won't make any spiritual significant significance unless uh, they're 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 covered in prayer. Uh, we started verse eighteen. We'll go ahead and read it again. I'm going to pray and ask God to to uh, just lead and guide us in in all the, that we do here. Uh, verse eighteen says, "Praying always." And that's as far as we got this morning. So, an hour and a half for that, we should be. Uh, what, four or five hours for the rest of it? Just kidding. Just kidding. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And we'll go ahead and add verse 19 to it because we're going to talk about it for a moment uh, this, this, this afternoon. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I'm thankful that I can come and pray to you. Lord, I don't deserve this honor. Lord, I don't, um, we're not worthy of it. Uh, you are a holy God, and we're an unholy, sinful people. But God, uh, you through Christ have, have ransomed us. Lord, you've redeemed us. You've sanctified us. You've cleansed us. Lord, we're justified because of Jesus. God, I'm thankful for that. God, I praise you for what you've done for us, and I praise you for who you are. Lord, I ask this this, this afternoon that you'll bless the reading and the preaching of your word. Lord, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth uh, is is in direct agreement with, with your word. I pray that it's led by the Spirit. Lord, I pray that your Spirit would encourage us and strengthen us. Lord, even convict us, whatever needs to be done in our hearts as we as we study this, this, this wonderful act of prayer. 
Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, in our prayer lives. I don't think there's anybody alive on this earth that can say that they've achieved the perfect prayer life. Uh, Lord, I, I believe that we can all grow in that area. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to do that tonight or today. We ask for your help, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Uh, so just, just uh, but I can't ignore it, but the first two words there, praying always, uh, is the first point, really. Uh, this is the warring activity. We've talked about how God prepared us, and God, uh, God uh, has given us the armor, uh, but God gave us that armor not just to protect ourselves. There's, uh, we're not just supposed to live a, a life of defense as Christians. We're supposed to live a life of offense. We talked last week about how, uh, when we were talking about the, the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, that through the Word of God, we can offensively attack uh, the, the attack Satan. We can attack his his world. And we talked a little bit today about how he's in control of this world. That that that, that he is the god of this world, the ruler of this world, the the prince of the power of the air. And that everybody that is born on this earth until they're saved are underneath the jurisdiction and the power of Satan. And there is nobody that is free of that until Jesus Christ is trusted by that person. And that person is born again. And according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, they are rescued or translated from the power of darkness unto the kingdom of light, which is our, 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 it's, it's our, it's our, our, it's our home in heaven, our spiritual home. Uh, it means I'm no longer under Satan's power and jurisdiction, but now I belong to Jesus. And I'm, within, I'm in his kingdom, and I'm so thankful for that. But this battle that we that we that we fight is a spiritual battle, and again, it, it's it's not fought with the things we do; it's fought through the prayers that we pray. And sadly, I, as I as I said this morning, uh, the one of the, the greatest sins I believe of, of of Christians everywhere is that we don't pray like we should. God has given us uh, everything that we need to, to be protected and everything that we need to be productive uh, here uh, as Christians. Uh, yes, he's given us his word, and God works through his spirit in his word, and he uses that in us, and, and, and we need that. Uh, like I said this morning, reading your Bible and praying, it's, uh, both, neither one is more important than the other. Uh, we, we need the word of God. Uh, it equips us, it prepares us, it does all those other things. But it's the Holy Spirit that opens our eyes to the Word of God. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches us the Word of God. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers the Word of God when we share it with somebody else. That that, that same cutting, that same dividing of spirit, soul and spirit that happened to us could happen to somebody else. Not because I quoted it right, not because I, 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 I used the best words, the greatest words, but because it was filled with the Spirit. Just like Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, that they, they preached the, the gospel in not just in work with words, but in power of the Holy Spirit. So, so we need that Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to work in us. I mean, He only works in, in response to our prayer. Uh, many times, the the fact that we don't see results in, in our witnessing is because we didn't really spend the time in prayer beforehand. Many times, we don't see results of victory in our lives because we don't really spend the time in prayer that it takes. I didn't read this passage this morning, but, but the, 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 if you remember, the apostles, uh, Jesus Christ sent out 70 to go out and to preach, to teach, and he gave them the power and authority to heal the sick and to cast out demons and to do all those other things. And you remember, they came back and they had done that. I don't know about you, but I'd be excited if I touched somebody and that healed them. Uh, hey, if I if I was able to cast out a demon, I'd be excited to be able to do something like that for the Lord. And do, do you remember that a man brought his son uh, who cast himself in the fire? 
and, and man, that, 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 little, that boy was, was in trouble. And he brought, he came to the disciples and they said, hey, we've got this. We have done this before. They had authority from, from Jesus Christ. They had power because Jesus gave them the power to do it. They had done it before. And historically, in their lives, they, they could do this. And they tried. And guess what happened? Nothing. And they, they came to Jesus, and the, the father says, hey, listen, your, your guys said they could do it, but they couldn't. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. They said, said that you could do it, but they, they couldn't do it. And, and they're like, yeah, what, what, what's going on here? And he, and, and he heals the young, the young boy, and they ask him, Lord, why? They wait till everybody's gone because they, they didn't want to be reprimanded in front of everybody else because, well, nobody likes to be reprimanded in front of everybody else. And he said, some come out by prayer and fasting. See, even though they had authority, even though they had the power of God, even though the Spirit of God was living in, or they wasn't living in them at the time, but there are times when man, God isn't going to work until we pray and fast. Prayer is absolutely necessary for the Christian life, for us to battle these spiritual forces. Listen, that demon inside that boy wasn't something that they could fix on their own. It had to be something that was supernatural, that God did. God still needs to work supernaturally. Listen, we can, we can fill up buildings. If we got the right speakers, if we got the right, if we got the right bands, man, we could fill this place up. We could break all the COVID laws, and man, we'd get arrested. I don't want to do that. But we understand we we could fill this place up before COVID or after COVID. Once it's all done, man, we could have to rent out the arena over 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 the civic center and fill that place up. But if we don't do it in the power of the Spirit, doesn't do us any good to have a place full of people. We just make some money out some tickets. We need the Spirit of God. Well, how do we get it? By prayer and fasting. Again, prayer is one of the least used benefits that God has given to us. And we talk about it a lot. And I think it's, in fact, I, I shared this, this quote before, the most preached and the least, the least, the least performed. Uh, we, we, we talk about prayer all the time. And, and, and I'll be honest, I wish I prayed more than I do now. I'm convicted when I read about the old men of God who spent hours in prayer. There was a man who, I'm trying to remember, who he wasn't even the, uh, he wasn't, I was reading a book by R.A. Torrey. Uh, if, you, if you know who he is, he was the, the assistant pastor to D.L. Moody. He wrote some wonderful books on being filled with the Spirit and how to pray. That's actually the book that I'm reading. It's How to Pray by R.A. Torrey. And in that book, he, he talks about a man uh, who wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a, uh, he was the son of, uh, of, of a preacher, but he became known for his prayer life. Not like known widely because, well, he became known to those that knew him. But it was reported that they said he was like Jesus because he spent so much time in prayer. He thought that he was, that he had failed God if he didn't spend between eight and ten hours every day. He said, well, I don't have that much time. He just got up really early and stayed up really late. He still had a life to live and a job to work and all those other things. How do you spend eight hours in prayer? I don't know. I struggle, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this here in a few minutes, but it can be a struggle to not have my mind wander after five minutes. So, so it's, prayer is truly important. It's, it is the warring activity. It's, it's, it's what God has prepared us for, protected us for, so that we can have a, an influence on spiritual things. Because it's not in my power, it's in God's power. And the only way that I can get the help of God to do anything is through prayer. That's what Hebrews says, that we can come boldly into the throne room of, throne room of grace that we might ask for help in times of trouble. I need help. I don't know about you. How do I get it? 
What is it by calling my friends and posting on Facebook? It's by getting down on my knees in prayer. It's by setting myself alone in, in, into a room and, and spending some time in prayer. We're gonna, so we're going to break this down now. I said that. We're, I hadn't even started yet. We're 10 minutes into this or more. Anyways, praying always. It's a simple definition, and we won't spend a whole lot of time on this because we covered it this morning, and, and there, pretty much everybody was here. Simple definition. Uh, praying always specifically means this. It's prayer without ceasing. It's a direct communication with God, uh, an open line of communication with God at all times. Uh, the word prayer there uh, it, uh, encompasses every type of prayer. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. And it says praying always. We talk about the three different uh, Greek words that were that, that are used there to make up that word always. Uh, there was, I'll read them real quickly again. Uh, the first one is N, E-N, is the transliteration of the word. It means anywhere. Talking about our position. Um, the second one is this, uh, kairos, which means all occasions or at any time. And pass, which is the last one, and it means the whole or everything. So we are to pray always, anytime, and every every time, everywhere, for everything. Right? For 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 for, for everything that, that that we have that we face in our life, we're to pray. Not just for the big things, not just for the little things, but from the little things all the way up to the big things, we are to pray. We're to pray always. Uh, Paul said like this, pray without ceasing. Uh, it says, Jesus said that, that taught a parable. Uh, it says back in back in Luke chapter 18, one verse telling us, that, teaching us to, pr to always pray and not to faint. And so, so we need to, to know under and understand that as we fight, it's an everyday battle all the time. We're to always pray. Secondly, it says this, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Not only is, a, is it a, the simple definition, but there's a, a specific uh, devotion. Uh, we're, we're, you have to understand who we're praying to. Remember, this, this, uh, this conversation isn't between me and you. And that's a problem a lot of times we have when we're talking about public prayer. Because when I ask somebody to pray, or I'm praying in front of other people, I, I tell you, there is a voice in the back of my head that says, be careful what you say. You don't want them to think that you're stupid. It'll catch us. But remember, if prayer isn't, isn't, is not me talking to Carol. It's not me talking to the deacons. Sometimes, in fact, preachers are guilty of this especially. And I'm just going to throw myself under the bus. Especially at the end of a message. Sometimes we preach the last point of our message in our prayer. Lord, help them to understand. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not real prayer. Prayer is to God. It's not to anybody else. You can, have, you can be known as one of the greatest prayers in the church and never have a prayer reach heaven if our hearts and our minds are are, are are caught up in the thought and in the worry about what everybody else is hearing and what everybody else is, is is going to think my mind is not on what god is hearing and what god is thinking i can recite all the different words and god never hears them because i'm not praying to him we need to make sure that uh, that we're specifically speaking to God. A prayer again is that is that conversation with God Almighty. So we see a, a simple definition, specific devotion, and then steadfast diligence. It always it says it says praying always with all prayer and supplication. It's it, there is a, a devotion to be praying all the time. 
It, it, it's, it's not something that we should do last minute. It's not something that we should do as a second thought or a third thought or a fourth thought. Paul told Timothy, first of all, prayer and supplication. That's 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 1. That we're to always pray. It'll be the first thing that we do. And I'll, I'll be honest, it should be the first thing that we do, the middle thing that we do, and the last thing that we do. It should just never stop. Now, I understand that we're not going to sit there, and we mentioned this morning, we're not going to sit there on our knees all day long. We have, if you have kids, you understand that your house will fall apart. And there'll be no food left, and the animals will be running helter-skelter everywhere out in the woods. And we can't, we can't live that way. But what it's talking about is that, that constant communication with God built upon a, a, a I'm trying to think of the, the right word, uh, a constant communication with God, that, that line is always open, built upon a, a steady communication with God. And we, I mentioned Nehemiah this morning. For four months, he prayed the same prayer, morning and night. And then when he went before the king, he, he had the opportunity to, to answer the king why he was sad. And it says he stopped and he prayed in the Lord of heaven. He didn't take a minute. He didn't take an hour. Uh, uh, he didn't even take seconds. He just quickly said, Lord, please help. It doesn't tell us what he prayed, but, uh, but, but it wasn't anything long. And, but he prayed. And that prayer, because of his four months of prayer, man, it was built on top of that. And, and man, if, if we have those those times when we need to pray, somebody says, hey, can you pray for so-and-so? So? Or Lord brings somebody to our minds, wakes us up in the middle of the night. Listen, all that needs to be built upon a, a steady diet of prayer. Daniel prayed morning, noon, and night. David talks about David seeking the Lord in the morning and praying all night long. And, and Jesus prayed early in the morning. In fact, anytime Jesus had to do something big, he spent time in prayer. If you notice that before he before he started his ministry, what did he do? He spent forty days at night, not just praying, but also fasting. Before the, 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 before he called the the disciples, the twelve disciples, what did he do? He spent the night before, the whole night before, in prayer. So so if we're going to do something, if we're if we're getting ready to to, to do something for the Lord, man, it's going to take some prayer. But it also needs to be not just when something big is going to happen. That, that's got to be built upon a lifestyle of prayer. We need to be devoted to it. Uh, devoted means that you're, spend, that you're going to spend that time. It's, again, praying always. So we have our simple definition, specific devotion, steadfast diligence. I do want to talk about, uh, notice here, uh, it says praying always with all prayer and supplication. There are multiple types of prayer. There are prayers of thanksgiving. There are prayers of praise. There are prayers of, of supplication. There are prayers of, of confession. There are prayers of intercession. There, there are corporate prayers. Man, there's a lot of different kinds of prayers. Uh, uh, so uh, a prayer of thanksgiving, uh, Psalms 104, the Bible says we enter into his uh, courts with thanksgiving, or his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Stop and think about what, that, what David is saying there. When we pray, what are we doing? We're coming into the very presence of God. It's not just a, many times we haphazardly just bow our heads and start praying. Hey, hey, listen, think about what you're doing. You're coming into the very presence of God. David said that you come into his gates with thanksgiving. And I, 
I personally like to, to, to get my mind prepared because, listen, Satan likes to attack our minds, and he likes to distract us, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, but to prepare myself, to get my mind in the right place, I'd like to start with thanking God for what he's done. And God, you've been so good to me. Lord, I don't deserve my salvation. I don't deserve this. But Lord, you did this. You have been good. You have been long-suffering. God, you have been merciful. You, you, you did this. You did this. You gave me this. Man, when you're thankful for something, it really changes your mind. When you're not thankful for something, it's all about me. So I like to start my prayers with thanksgiving. And that ultimately, for me, leads me to praise. Because I, I thank God for what he's done, but the reason he did those things is because of who he is. So and then I begin to praise God for his goodness, for his holiness. For, right? it's, it's, it's just this mindset that, that helps set me on a trajectory of praising God and lifting God up. Because, listen, most of the time, if we're not careful, our prayers are, God, I want this, 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 I want this. And when you've got it ready for me, let me know. It's, hey, listen, supplication is part of prayer. That's, that's, that's asking for something for ourselves. And, and God tells us to ask for the provision. Jesus taught the disciples when they said, teach us to pray. In Luke chapter 11, he said, he said what did he say? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's he doing? He's praising God for his holiness. Uh, uh, he, he's praising the Father for his holiness. So teaching them to praise, praise the Father. And listen, we need to do the same thing. It gets our, our minds set in the right place. So uh, you can look at other verses. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just, just for sake of time so you don't get mad at me for going too long. Philippians chapter 4, 6 says for the word to pray with thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 4, 2 also says the word to pray with thanksgiving. Uh, Luke chapter 11, 2 tells us that we're to praise God in our prayer. That's uh, the prayer where Jesus uh, is teaching the disciples how to pray. Uh, uh, there's also prayers of confession. And, and listen, that's something that we all need to do, by the way. The Bible says if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord does not hear us. So if I'm going to pray, I very quickly need to make sure that I confess my sin before God so God hears my prayer. I don't want God to ignore my prayer because of my stupidness, right? because of my sinfulness. So, so I want to confess my sin, and I want to keep short accounts. It's a good thing about it's, it's a, that's a good thing about having that uh, that consistent constant prayer life because uh, because uh, if I'm praying constantly, once I sin and God hits me with it, I can say, okay, Lord, I'm I, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, I should not have done that. That was against you, God. Forgive me, please. First John one nine: If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Uh, if you look, you can write these this uh, these verses down. Psalms thirty four eighteen talks about the, the, the how the how the Lord is nigh those who have a contrite spirit. A contrite spirit is one of the broken heart. Why is a heart broken because of our sin? The Bible says God's nigh or near that person. He hears their prayer. Jesus told the parable of the uh, in Luke chapter eighteen. Jesus told the parable of the, uh, uh, the 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 Pharisee who's praying right alongside the the publican. And the Pharisees, I am, thank you, God. He started with praise, right? Thank you, God, that I'm not like this guy over here in his self-righteousness. Now, did his prayer go anywhere? No. We knew that. And they, they, they answered the question that way. What was the other prayer? He just beat his chest. Couldn't even look up into heaven. He says, God, have merciful for me, the sinner. And that's a prayer of confession. Sometimes those are the best prayers. You know why? You know that God's always going to answer it. 
He is faithful and just to forgive us. Uh, and you know what also it does is it brings us closer to the Lord and, and that, he's, that he does it. But that, that's also another type of prayer. Uh, so we have prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of praise, prayers of confession. And then there's, there's, there's prayers of supplication. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 uh, says that we're to supplicate. Uh, it says here in this passage, it uses the word supplication. That means to ask for things. Did you know God wants to give you good things? Now, I'm not going to begin to preach to you about how God gives us everything that we want. And God wants you to drive a Lexus or, or, or a Lincoln or any kind of car. But God does want to give us good things. God does want to provide us, provide for our needs. In fact, Jesus told the disciples to pray that the, uh, and ask for their daily bread. What is that? Their daily provision. Are, are there needs that you have that, that you need every single day? Well, we all need air. We all need health. We all need food. Unfortunately, we need money to pay bills. Right? God tells us to pray for those things. But he also says in Matthew, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what's the promise? And all these things shall be added unto you. What's he talking about? The, the, the daily provision, because he talks about the, the, the clothing of the, fl the flowers, the, the food for the birds. And so, so we know that God wants to give us those things. We know that God will provide those things. He also tells us to pray for those things. And that's okay. He, he loves to, uh, there's nothing greater than praying and seeing God fulfill a need. I, I, was, I was talking with, uh, with, with, with somebody last night, and, and I said, you know, there, there, there's times when, when, when it's just, uh, yes, we, we could do something, something this way or this way, but there's nothing greater than praying and asking God to take care of it and then being able to say, look what God did. This is amazing. God is taking care of this need, and, and praise the Lord for that. Uh, because we're able to pray and ask God. That's what supplication is. Uh, there are prayers of supplication. There are also prayers of intercession. And this is, this is one of the, I don't know, I'll be honest with you, this is one of my favorite kind of prayers because it benefits me the most. You're praying for me. Now, what's even greater than that you're all praying for me is that Jesus is praying for us. John chapter 17, he makes intercession for his disciples and for all those who would believe uh, that, had never, that had never seen him. You know who that is? Us. Even greater than that, the Bible says that his, his, we, now we know that the work of atonement is finished, right? Jesus died on the cross. He, he rose from the grave. Uh, our sins are paid for. Uh, the, the Bible says that the old, that, 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 that old law has passed away. He's made a new covenant with us, right? And, and it's, he uh, applied his blood to the altar, and he sat down, and that job is finished. But his job isn't finished. Don't. Don't forget that Jesus is still at work today. And the work today is, is a wonderful work. The Bible says that he ever liveth to make intercession for you and I. You know what that means? He's praying to the Father for you and for me. He's interceding on our behalf. Uh, he's, he's praying for you and me. He knows our needs. He knows, uh, there's, if any, if, man, if, if, if anybody goes say, hey, I'm praying for you, I'm thankful that Jesus is praying for us. He knows our needs, but he's not praying for that Lexus for you. He's praying that you'll be filled with the Spirit. He's praying that you'll be delivered from temptation. Those are the things that Jesus prays for you, those things that go according to the will of God and that are according to the promises of God. So we have prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of praise, prayers of, uh, of confession, prayers of intercession. And prayers of uh, supplication. Lastly, 
There's corporate prayer. What is corporate prayer? It's when we all gather together and pray together for the same thing. When did that happen? The book of Acts happened a lot. Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 13. Uh, there's another place in Acts, I don't remember the exact chapter it is, where Peter's in jail. That's not one of those two. And the, the, the Bible says the church came and they prayed unto God for him. Jesus actually promised, and this is a wonderful promise, that where two, where two people pray and they agree, touching the same thing, that they'll have it. Now, this is an important prayer. This is important to understand. It doesn't mean that you and I just pray for the same thing. Because sometimes we'll get a list, right? On Wednesday nights, we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what prayer requests are, and we'll write down the things on the list. Just because you're praying for the same thing, that, for something that's on the list, it's not the same thing as what this Bible verse is talking about. It's the time of being in agreement, meaning God has laid it upon your heart, and God has laid it upon my heart. And God says that there is, there is more power in that prayer when we pray together for the same thing with the same, not just because we both want it, but because the will of God and the word of God and the spirit of God have led us to that. That prayer will be answered. There, there is power in corporate prayer. Now, praying always with all prayer and supplication. So we talked about the, the simple definition of prayer, and that's talking to God. And then we talked about the, the, the uh, specific devotion. We're praying to God and not to one another. Uh, and remember, we're coming into the presence of God. Uh, it not, it's just not, we need, sometimes we need to focus on that a little bit more. But um, we talked about God's the steadfast diligence or that we're praying at all, all, at all times for everything. And then we went over the different types of prayer. The next thing I want you to see here is the spiritual direction of our prayers. We talked about, the, again, the simple definition, specific devotion, steadfast uh, diligence, and then the spiritual direction. Where do I find that? I find that here. So praying with all prayer and supplication, and this is important, in the Spirit. Many people don't understand what it means to pray in the Spirit. Sometimes we're afraid of that idea. Um, the, 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 sometimes uh, uh, there are certain groups that have, that have uh, when we talk about, when we add the spirit to anything, uh, we begin to be afraid of the twisted meaning of it. It doesn't mean praying in a different language. It doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't mean getting up and, and babbling and, and praying, praying in a heavenly language. It's talking about being, as you pray, you're being led by the Spirit in your prayers. Same phrase is used in Jude chapter 1. If you find chapter 2, you're in trouble. Verse 20. There, they're told to pray in the Spirit. You also know that we're told to live in the Spirit. We're told to walk in the Spirit. In fact, we're told to be filled with the Spirit. What's it talking about? It's talking about us being submissive to the Spirit of God. So we have two choices in prayer, just like we have two choices in life and two choices in the way that we walk. You can walk, live, or pray in the Spirit, or according to the Word of God, you can walk, live, or pray in the flesh. I can, I can, I can guarantee you this, if you're praying in the flesh, James chapter 4 deals with that. Talks about how we ask, we don't have, you have not because you ask not, because... 
and and then it says you have not because you ask amiss. Talking about the, wanting to fulfill the lust of our flesh. Sometimes we ask for something because we want it, not because God has promised it, not because we know that it's the will of God, because I want it and I want it now. Listen, it could be even something that's a provision. It could be, but if you're praying with the wrong motivation, if you're praying because you're, you're being led by your flesh because you want this to happen, I can guarantee you that prayer will not be answered. It says you have not because... But if we're praying, being led by the Spirit, turn with me over to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Paul deals with praying in the Spirit. Here tells us some of the work of the Lord here. Let me see what the what verse is. I believe it's 23 through 27. We'll start with verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to with the redemption of our body. So the Spirit, our Spirit, our, 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 the Spirit which now lives in us is groaning, waiting for the the, uh, the glorification of our body, right? The redemption of our body, which brings about the glorification. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The Spirit of God dwells in us to help our infirmities. What are our infirmities? The weaknesses. What, what is our greatest weakness? Our flesh. For we know not what we should pray. For as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Listen, there are times that we don't know what to pray. Our, our, our flesh is drawing us one way. And listen, if we'll just stop and submit ourselves to the Spirit of God. And listen, sometimes we just need to block out our minds. And, and we're going to talk about the, uh, again, Satan's distractions here in just a moment. But if we'll just really focus on God and the Spirit and ask for God to help us, right? Because he promises us that sometimes, sometimes I just don't know how to pray. Sometimes I'll, pr I'll start praying, and I'm praying in the flesh, and uh, you, you know when you're doing this. I'm just reading off the list. Lord, help this person. Lord, help this person. Lord, help this one. This, one, this one's going through this. This one's going through this. And listen, uh, that's just reading off the list. Let me just say that that is not prayer. Like says, that's not the fervent, uh, the, the fervent the prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. Right? That, that, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't use lists. I'm just saying we need to be careful while we're doing it. And that, that, we're, that it's the Spirit of God that, that's drawing us and causing us to do that. that we know that when, when we're in the, Spirit, in the presence of God. If you don't know when you're in the presence of God, you're not saved. We have the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. When, and there are times when, man, God is just there. And when you're praying, he's, he's leading you in your prayer. And sometimes, if you're, if you're not there, and it's like your prayers are hitting the ceiling, you know what you, the best thing to do is? Say, God, I, my heart is cold, 
and I, it doesn't seem like you can hear me, God, help me to pray. What happens most of the time is we say, nobody's home. I guess I'll try again another time. We'll allow that, we'll allow that, that, that coldness, we'll either ignore it and just press on and not accomplish anything, or we'll give up and go home. My encouragement to you is to stop and ask God for help. And, and, and uh, let me tell you, some of the best times I've prayed started with, man, I get on my knees, my like, God, I can't. It is not in me, I'm not able, Lord, I just, I don't even know what to say. God, help me. And through, through the working of the Spirit, the, the utters groanings that, that cannot be heard by me, and I don't understand. Listen, he'll bring me into the very presence of God. Show me whatever it is that I need to deal with. Maybe it's sin, or maybe it's just a cold heart, but whatever it is, and that, that fountain of living water springs up, and man, I'm in the presence of God. What a wonderful time of prayer. Sometimes, though, it starts cold, and we need to ask God for his help. Praying in the Spirit. Listen, if we're not praying in the Spirit, we're not praying. Or we're asking, and typically the word prayer means asking, but, but we're, we're not accomplishing anything. And our desire when we pray should not be just to read off a list of names, but it should be to come into the presence of God to do something. There is a, a holiness. Remember what's going on when we pray. It isn't just closing the door behind you and going into a special place, though you should have a special place to pray. Right? And listen, if you have to go out and sit in your car in the wintertime, it's not very pleasant, but they do start and they, they produce heat. Uh, but if, if that's your place to pray, then find it. If it's, if it's hiding yourself in your bedroom or locking yourself in the bathroom where the kids can't get to you, uh, or for those of you that are older, you can just sit there with your cup of coffee, whatever. But whatever it is, have a place and a set time to pray so that you can pray. Other, otherwise, what will happen is it'll be that thing that I, it's important. I know I should do it, but I just didn't get it done today. Pray in the Spirit. Spiritual direction. Supernatural dimension is just part of prayer. But notice sometimes we can be in that hidden place. We can shut the door, but Satan is still there, and we're not, we're, we're not there. We don't need to be just in the hidden place, but we need to be in, in the heavenly place, the holy place. We need to be in the very presence of God. And sometimes that takes time and confession. It takes praise and adoration and thanks, but that's the place that we need to get. Remember, Jesus, remember in Hebrews it says, boldly enter into the throne room of grace. We're talking about in God's presence. Okay, I'm running, I'm, I'm really running past time. <clears throat> I, I only got a few minutes to make it faster than this morning, so I, wanna, I was going to say I want to hurry up, but <sighs> all right, so we have, uh, the next point is this, satanic distraction. Back to, back to uh, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Notice the word watching. The word watching is the Greek word a group, a group, a group neo. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it exactly correctly, but it means sleepless, to keep awake, to be aware, to be circumspect, circumspect, 
and we see that same word uh, back in the uh, back when Jesus is, is telling the disciples to watch and pray, and they kept falling asleep. And it says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here he's saying, he says, you need to pray always with all types of prayer, and you need to be wary. You need to be awake. You need to be on watch. Why? Because Satan is going to distract you. Well, I'm just for sake of time, Satan distracts us in three different with in three different ways. With wandering thoughts. He he distracts us with wandering thoughts, with worldly thoughts, and with wayward thoughts. Uh, uh, there are times in, in my prayer time where I'm praying for somebody and I'm praying for somebody uh, that, that's uh, in need of a job and and, and and I'll sit there and I'll be and I'm praying for for for, uh, for brother uh, Patrick blah, blah, blah. I'm praying for brother Patrick that had some health issues he, Lord he needs a job and Lord he, he man he got a, he got a truck he got a good deal in that truck. Man, I, I wish I wish I could find a deal like that. You know, I really should save my money. I, I, I need to go to the bank tomorrow. My mind skips from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and I start praying for Brother Patrick to find a job. The next thing I know, I'm, I'm planning a vacation to Aruba. I don't know. It, it's, it's like, how did I get here? Wandering thoughts. Am I the only one that does that? We all do that, if we're honest. It's, 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 but what it is, it's, none of those thoughts were, were wicked. None of those thoughts were, were evil. But what it is, the Satan says, whisper, whisper, whisper. And we're, we're, we're not in the right headspace and we're gone. Man, Satan will attack us. We need to be watching. Why? Because it's our flesh that we're battling. Remember, that, that word means to be circumspect, to be circumspect, to be aware. Remember who Jesus was talking to when he says, watch and pray. He's talking to his disciples, the closest three, the ones who, man, he, they were there when they saw his glorified body and Moses and Elijah. Man, he, he trusted them. He loved them. They loved him. And he said, watch and pray. And they couldn't stay awake and they fell asleep because our flesh is weak. And Satan knows that. So we have our wandering thoughts. We have wicked thoughts. Uh, there are wayward thoughts. Uh, uh, our, our thoughts begin to, uh, uh, we, we'll, we'll think back to uh, uh, the life that we had before. I, I can remember one, one time I was praying and, and, and it just, I, I remembered, I remembered uh, just uh, some things that I had done and, and just began to think about those things. And man, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. Help me, help me not to do that again. Lord, take those memories away from me. Lord, I don't want to remember that. I don't remember. I don't want to remember those those the lyrics to that song that I listened to. I don't want to remember the the circumstances that I got myself in. Lord, uh, take me away. Satan's like, remember when? Sometimes it's just wicked thoughts, and those things pop in your head. Like, God, how could I think that? I am so sorry. Why would that ever come into my head? It's not something that that, that I normally that that I ever do. But it's there. Why? Satan's trying to cause distractions. So we need to be wary. So you know what you do? Remember those the, the verses that you that you've studied that prepare you for those for those attacks. Because remember, we God has given us the Word of God to protect ourselves. And you you you, you think of those scriptures. You quote those scriptures. Ask God for forgiveness, and you move on, and you motor on, and you keep praying. 
But there, but there is a, a satanic distraction uh, as we pray. There's also, the, we, I see in this verse, sincere desperation. It says, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance. You know what the word perseverance means? You don't quit. It means that you keep going, that you're persistent. You don't give up. Remember back in Luke 18, 1, Jesus taught, taught, the, uh, taught a, 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 a uh, parable, teaching them not to always to pray, not to faint. If we aren't careful, we will faint in our prayers. Now, that doesn't mean uh, you pray for it once and you forget it. We're talking about importunity. Jesus gave, gave that word is only used once in Scripture, but it's taught twice. The, the principle is taught twice. Remember the, the where the Bible says, "Knock, and it shall be given unto you; seek, and you shall find." And that verse is is right after a a, a parable that Jesus speaks of a, a neighbor who, and I, and I preached about it before, but a neighbor who is going to his friends asking for supplies for some bread for a stranger or a friend who's come to visit him, and he, "Hey, I need some bread at midnight." And he doesn't get the bread because they're fr he's friends with the guy. He gets bread because he won't stop knocking on the door. And annoys the snot out of him. And finally he throws bread at him from the, from the window. I don't know how he gives him the bread. But he gets the bread. The other, the other time it's, it's taught is the importunate wi widow who's praying for her son. She's going to an unjust judge. She's not willing to, to, to do justice by her son. And so she asks him every single day and, and never stops asking him. And finally he just does the right thing, not because he's a good judge, but because she didn't stop asking. Now that doesn't mean God doesn't want us and, and we have to pester God and nag God until he gives us what he wants. He, he desires us to pray in that way. It pleases God for us to pray. Prayer is worship. It, 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 it pleases God for us to come to him. I have four children. Do you know what pleases me? It pleases me when they come to me and they ask me for something, and I have the ability, something good, and, and I have the ability to give it to them. I, I enjoy that. They're all excited now. <laughs> what are we going to get from Dad now? It, it, makes, it makes me feel good to be able to provide for my children. When Jesus told that parable, uh, later on in that same chapter, he talks about fathers giving their, not giving their sons scorpions when they ask for eggs. And he says, if, 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 the, if uh, the earthly father wants to give good gifts, how much more will, the whole, will God give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? God desires to give to us, but he requires that we pray. So there's a sincere desperation perseverance you don't give up uh, you're desperate uh, and listen those ones that don't give up it's because they're desperate for an answer too many times our prayers aren't answered because we asked once and thought it was enough i heard i heard actually i heard i heard somebody once say well that's just vain repetition that is not vain repetition jesus teaches us to ask and to ask and to ask in fact, the the the, the, the Greek words that, that they get knock and it's knock what's it uh, knock seek and ask. Uh, uh, it, it isn't just asking once, knocking once. It's the the act of continual knocking, the act of continually asking and seeking. He wants us to con continue on. So we see the sincere desperation in the last two, uh, a sweeping desire, uh, just to keep it uh, uh, the S's and the D's together. Um, I, I had to. 
get a little creative here, but a sweeping desire. Look at the last part of the verse here, Ephesians chapter 6. It says, and supplication for all saints. Listen, we're to pray for everybody. We're to pray for every child of God, a brother or sister in Christ. We're to lift them up in prayers. And listen, there. when I say sweeping, I mean generalized. Uh, uh, listen, uh, we can pray for their spiritual health. Uh, Paul talks about that, uh, praying always. Uh, we, we read it this morning, uh, the different ways in which we can pray. Pray for their spiritual walk, their their spiritual growth, the, uh, their health, their, 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 their faith. Uh, we, there are many ways in which we can pray for one another. I won't go into it because... We're getting uh, short on time. But, uh, the, but we need to pray for one another in general ways. But we also need to pray for one another in specific ways, in, in specific, with specific desires. Because Paul goes on to say in the next verse, and this is how you can pray for me. He said, you're, you're to pray for all saints, or make supplication for all saints. And that is asking for different needs for all saints, for every, every child of God. But here's how you can pray for me. Pray for boldness, pray for utterance, that I can go out and, and preach the gospel because that's what God has called me to do. Listen, we need to pray for one another in the, the generalized areas, but if God has laid upon your heart a specific need or they have asked for a specific need, listen, we are to pray for those two. Hey, don't you think it makes, it makes Satan angry when we pray for the salvation of somebody? This morning, when Sky got saved... I have a feeling, while there was rejoicing in heaven, Satan was not rejoicing. What happened this morning uh, was, was one not through us. Uh, it was one through uh, the work of the Spirit. But how does the Spirit work? Through prayer. How many of you saw the, the, the prayer request on Facebook last night to pray for her? How many of you prayed? You had a part in her, in her salvation. Why? Because it's the work of the Spirit. And again, we battle, we battle spiritually through prayer. Praise God for what happened. There was rejoicing in the presence of heaven, in the presence of the angels. That was God rejoicing. And hopefully there was rejoicing in your hearts. As, as you got to, to see and take part in uh, the salvation of somebody, to be honest, who was ready when she got here. She, uh, I praise God for what happened. But, but listen, uh, you can pray generally and you can pray specifically, but all of it is in the fight and the battle against Satan. It's a spiritual battle. You're praying for somebody's strength. You're praying for somebody's growth. You're praying for God to enable or, or help somebody. What are you doing? You're trying to uphold a brother and sister in Christ as you're praying for them. Sometimes it's specific, sometimes it's general. You may not necessarily know the, the need that, that, that God has or that they have. They can ask for God, but God may lay it on your heart just to pray. I've, I've seen that before. I've heard of missionaries who, uh, a missionary who traveled through, and this a few months ago I read about this. A missionary had traveled through and uh, on a mission trip and spent a month with this, this uh, missionary family. They were totally alone. There was nobody else there. And uh, uh, they were working with this uh, small tribe of people, and they weren't having a whole lot of, um, they weren't making a whole lot of headway. That man went on and moved on, and God laid it on his heart to pray for that group of people and for that missionary. He prayed for him for a solid month, and then he found out that that missionary left the field to never to return because of spiritual uh, battles that they were facing on the field, and, and they gave up. And then somebody came in and filled, filled, filled their space. Listen, what's happening? God laid it on his heart, even though it was just a general prayer. He didn't know what he was praying for. He just knew they needed prayer. Guess what? Paul was always saying, always praying for you, always in my thoughts and prayers. He doesn't, Paul didn't know what the 
specific needs were for those people. There was general needs, but we're to pray for one another. That's how we fight. That's how we battle. That's how we make headway in the spiritual life on this earth. It isn't just by doing things. It isn't just by having ministries. It isn't just by filling buildings. It's by getting on our knees. and pray. Listen, we'll never have any true success without the power of God working. And the only time we'll see that is when people get on their knees or get in their beds, wherever you're going to pray, and pray. And pray. And pray. And don't stop praying. Revival comes as a result of prayer. Spiritual growth comes as a result of prayer and the reading and the study of the Word of God. Strength comes while we wait in prayer, again, it starts out there in Ephesians. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Where does that come from? Prayer. How are we going to stand? How are we going to persevere? How are we going to fight? Prayer. There's, I don't have time. We could spend another six weeks talking about prayer, to be honest with you. There's so much in the word of God about prayer and and. and who knows? Maybe we'll 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 keep going uh, studying prayer because honestly, if we don't grasp the fact that prayer is the most important thing, then it's like we know. It, I said this morning, prayer. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said prayer is like breathing. Uh, the prayer reading the Bible is like breathing, inhaling and exhaling. They're both important. But have you ever heard of COPD, emphysema? Emphysema is a disease that's, that, that, that what it does is it causes the elasticity of your, of your uh, the alveoli, which are the little airbags, kind of look like grapes, but they're really, really small, uh, in your lungs. It, it, it takes away that elasticity. So you can fill up the lungs, you can take a breath, but it doesn't have the ability to get all the air back out. So living a life where you're just reading your Bible it's kind of like somebody on C with COPD, emphysema. They can breathe in, but they can't really breathe out. And you know what happens to those people? They die. <laughs> Honestly. Emphysema isn't something you come back from. It's something that will eventually kill you. Uh, as it gets worse and worse, and the, there's less and less ex uh, ability to get air out, they have to put you on oxygen. And you wear oxygen for a period of time until even that's not enough. And it just gets to the point where they end up giving you morphine to make you comfortable, and you die. That's, the, that's a death emphysema. It's a terrible disease. As Christians, don't, get to, don't, don't be so spiritually sick that we stop praying, because when, if we're not praying, we're not accomplishing anything. Have you ever seen somebody with emphysema? They don't do much. <laughs> They're lucky if they can make it to the bathroom back because it gets worse. To the point where they can't get up and walk around. They sit on the edge of the seat in what they call tripod position, just trying to breathe. And that's work for them. Prayer is absolutely important. And we need to, honestly, I need to grow in my prayer life. I'm, I, that book I'm reading uh, about prayer isn't because I wanted points for my message today. I'm reading it because I want to grow in my prayer life. And, and listen, I, the, I'm not reading it because R.A. Torrey was brilliant and needed and knew everything about prayer. 
I'm reading it because it's full of scripture and it points me to the scriptures to study. I could do the same thing with Google. Uh, uh, but what I mean by that is looking for verses about prayer and studying them out. Because the word of God is what I need in my, to help me grow. But we need to grow in our prayer life. And listen, as we do, we'll be amazed at what God begins to do as we tap into the power uh, the spirit, uh, the spirit is the spirit of God isn't a power, but uh, the work of the spirit of God. Well, seeing people saved, seeing seeing people grow, seeing miracles. Listen, the, God still works miracles. Uh, uh, the salvation of a soul is a miracle, but God still works miracles. But it's because God's people pray. God help us to, to learn how to pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. God, we're not worthy. But Father, we're so thankful that you are, are good and merciful and long-suffering. Lord, I pray that your spirit would have your way with us. Lord, help us to, to not just have the knowledge of prayer, and but Lord, help us to, to experience it, true prayer. Help us to, uh, to study it, to grow in it, Lord. we might be able to fight this battle, Lord. We can't do it on our, on our own. And God, I ask for your help. Thank you for the one who's saved this morning. I pray again, Lord, that you would help her to grow. Bring her back in. Help her to be discipled. Father, thankful that she, she said she, she wanted that, Lord. I, I pray that you would uh, you would work in that life, Lord, work in all of our lives. And we'll thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.